We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Your guys, Derek and Cody here as always. And guys, we wanted to basically start working on this segment again. We talked about it a lot last offseason, but this time we wanted to go more in-depth on every position group of the Indianapolis Colts. And today, we're going to start with the quarterbacks. And I think it's Easy enough to say we've been talking about Matt Ryan over the span of this entire offseason ever since the Colts uh, traded for him back in early March uh, for a third round pick from Atlanta. Uh, quite an upgrade here, wouldn't you say, Cody, from uh, Matt Ryan to or from Carson Wentz uh, to the left handed thrower to Matt Ryan, the uh, basically the field general, if you want to call him that. Well, you know, you ask Washington fans and they wouldn't say so, but uh, it's, it's so interesting to see literally Washington fans going through the same exact process as we went through last year, thinking, oh, it was just the team. It was just this. It was just that. It's when funny the pain and it. suffering and will come later. <laughs> I'm like, all right, y'all can say that for now. You'll see. You'll see. He's not the he's not the answer. I mean, you'll see. Uh, now, fortunately for Washington, they didn't give away a first-round pick. I really wish they would have. I would have taken that in a heartbeat. But, uh, but you know, all that to say, yeah, I mean, I think it's fairly obvious. You look at the stats, they're very misleading um, for Carson Wentz last year. You know, and, and as somebody who, did, who sat on this podcast and defended Carson Wentz, I'll say I was wrong. He was not the guy for the Colts. And you look at the stats, you're like, oh, okay, it's not that bad. What, 62 Nearly 63 completion percentage, 3,500 yards, 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions. It's funny, Derek. Everybody likes to point to that 27 to seven and be like, wow, Carson Wentz wasn't bad. He wasn't bad at all. To them, I would say, this is how I've always looked at Carson Wentz. And sorry, this wasn't, it's not going to be a Carson Wentz podcast, I promise. But, uh, we, you know, when the hot, when he was good, he was really good for the Colts, right? He had a couple really nice moments for the Colts last year. But when he was bad, Look at Jacksonville. Look at the Raiders game. Look at the Patriots game. I know the Colts won that. And it was kind of glossed over, but I mean, the one time he actually did something with the where he actually threw the ball, he threw an interception. All that to say, 
it was fairly obvious at the end of the year Carson Wentz wasn't going to be the guy for the Colts, and they did everything in his power. I think it was very telling, Derek, that the Colts traded him away not having a plan B. They didn't have a plan B. They've admitted as much, you know. Um, but they were so dead set on moving away from Carson Wentz, they were bound to determine, we're going to get a guy in here, you know, whoever it is, they are going to be an upgrade. You know, they're going to do, you know, the things that Carson didn't do last year, right? And you somehow you lucked into Matt Ryan. I mean, I really think that's what it was. You, you were fortunate enough that Atlanta was in on the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. You're able to start talking about, okay, what about Matt Ryan? Is he a potential piece to move in Atlanta? You know, was was ready to move on from him, and and Matt Ryan was ready. You know, after talking with the Colts and stuff. Um, so all that to say, yeah, Matt Ryan, I believe. I know he's older. I, th- I believe you know the uh, obviously the potential with from Carson Wentz, who's in his late twenties, to Matt Ryan, who's in his late thirties. It's obvious Matt Ryan is not the future, right? He he's old. He's a lot older. He's a veteran in this league. He's been doing this for a long, long time. Um, there are some things that you're going to lose in terms of athleticism from Carson Wentz. We can just say that, right? Mm-hmm. But the things that you're gaining, I think, are far more valuable. Things like being able to read a defense. Things like being able to hold guys accountable. I mean, Matt Ryan's already doing that. And command in the locker room is something that Matt Ryan is already doing. And we haven't even hit training camp yet, Derek. So all that to say, I think the Colts are pretty happy overall with their selection at quarterback this year in the offseason because Matt Ryan's already um, impressing them and and I think he should you know and Colts fans I think every pretty much everybody we've talked to even if they weren't initially on the Matt Ryan train to start with I think most of them have come around now because you see the kind of pro that Matt Ryan is and his preparation and the things that he does for his team you know and people have compared it and and not saying he's going to have this kind of impact but to Peyton Manning, right, when he went to Denver. Uh, people have, have made that comparison. I don't know how great of a comparison that is, but, you know, just just giving this Colts team something that they haven't had since Phillip Rivers, you know, in terms of that vet guy. And I think he's still got a lot more upside than Phil Rivers did in his one season with Indianapolis. Don't get me wrong. I love Phillip Rivers. Um, his one season with Indianapolis, I'll always look back on it fondly. But all that to say, Matt Ryan, from what he brings from a, you know, player standpoint, what he brings from a, you know, off the field standpoint, what he brings in the locker room. I think it's everything you're looking for um, in terms of your quarterback. Yeah. And I mean, you even have guys that are, you know, talking about him kind of being like Andrew Luck in a way, you know, kind of just like when he's randomly quizzing guys on plays and randomly talking with guys about random facts that they never knew existed, right? I mean, that's very much what Andrew Luck used to do, right? And Molly Cox, who obviously has been around the Colts long enough, he knows how that is. And, I mean, if he's saying it, then you know it's true. So, you know, having that strong connection with these guys already and reminiscing of that uh, is such a good thing for these guys because then they get they get some sort of respect from you in that way. So Matt Ryan, again, like you stated, the stats are very misleading in how uh his last season especially kind of like just didn't really go well for him. Uh even though last year he actually was rated as the third best deep ball in the NFL last season. Uh I mean, I don't know. I don't know how much people are going to uh, take that into consideration, but Matt Ryan having one of the best deep balls still at the age of 37, um, one of the most accurate ones, 
that that leaves me very happy, given the fact that there were several. Uh, I mean, the Colts oftentimes were the uh, big play or nothing uh, offense when it came to the pass, and you know some of the Colts' best plays came from some deep balls to Michael Pittman or uh, to Paris Campbell or things like that. So it'll be very important that you know, a quarterback like Matt Ryan is able to have that kind of relationship with these wide receivers. And then we kind of have to talk now about the backups to Matt Ryan. And that was something that even after the draft, you know, the Colts had Sam Ellinger, which we'll talk about here in a minute. But at the end of the day, people were still questioning, well, you still only have two quarterbacks. You need to get a third one. And so what do you do? Well, the Colts went out and signed Nick Foles and Nick Foles, who, who has had a relationship with Frank Reich, the head coach for a long time. And he actually said that was probably the main reason why he decided to sign with Indianapolis because, you know, the relationship with Frank Reich is that strong. Uh, him and his family, they, they love him. And they felt, he felt confident that, you know, if there was a moment in time when he had to touch the field, he felt that Frank Reich and him would be able to, you know, mix together very well again, because uh, they did back in 2017 when they went on to uh, win a Super Bowl, right, in Philadelphia. So, you know, it, Nick Foles, we we've kind of had some, uh, we've had some drawback on this channel uh, from some people saying that, you know, Nick Foles is gonna is a nobody backup that you know, is just not going to do anything uh, for this team except bring him to defeat if he ever steps on the field. Uh, just let Sam Ellinger play, which we're going to talk about again here in a second. Then you have uh, people who are saying this is a great, this is a great uh, backup role for Nick Foles and, and a great backup for Matt Ryan. Uh, what do you say, Cody, about the Nick Foles now being the backup to Matt Ryan? I mean, I felt like from the beginning, you know, this was only a matter of time, you know, when especially when, you know, Foles wasn't going back uh, to his previous place. I felt like, yeah, it's, it's going to probably happen. The Colts have a need at backup quarterback, you know, regardless of what the Sam Ellinger stands say they did. You know, they needed a veteran guy in there, you know, because I don't know about you, Derek, but even, you know, Nick Foles at age 30 some. I would take him 10 out of 10 times over Sam Ellinger because people, for some reason, think that Sam Ellinger is some former first-round pick or something. I don't quite understand that. And also just Nick Foles has also done it as well. He's been there, right? He's been there in clutch moments. He's made clutch plays. Not saying he's going to do that, you know, because all in all, he probably won't even see the field for the Colts. But it makes you sleep better at night. It makes me sleep better at night. I'm sure it makes Frank Reich sleep better at night, knowing that if for some reason – Matt Ryan goes down and has to miss a couple games. You have a proven guy who has been there. That the big moment is not too big for Nick Foles. It isn't, right? He's not a great quarterback. He's really not. There's a reason he's going to be your backup, right? At this point in his career, he's been a career backup, right? And I think that's perfectly fine, you know, because uh, it's just a little bit, I think, in my opinion, a little bit of insurance that you just needed to have at the quarterback position, especially if you are in the mix for a playoff contention, you know, and you need a quarterback that can keep you afloat. I think Nick Foles certainly does that and moves the card a lot more than Sam Ellinger. And even like it's weird, like with the fascination with Sam Ellinger, I still don't quite get it because it's not like he was lighting guys up last year in the preseason. Right. Mm -hmm. It's not like he was just some, you know, not even like a, a Chad Kelly type of guy, you know, in the preseason who had some nice moments. 
I just really didn't understand it. I, I've never really understood the fascination. That's just been kind of me. I just think, you know, great person. You know, he was obviously a legend at Texas and all those things. But end of the day, this is the NFL, and I just think he lacks some things to be a serious like player that could move the needle for you moving forward. So that's just my opinion on it. I'm sure we'll get some pushback. We always do um, with the Sam Ellinger stuff. But <laughs> at the end of the day, I think Nick Foles is a massive upgrade of backup quarterback at this point. Well, and yeah, for anyone that's wondering about Nick Foles ever seeing the field, Matt Ryan has missed three games in his entire career. I mean, this guy is an iron man. He does not miss games. He doesn't. He just doesn't miss games. So you don't really have to worry too much about unless something freakish happens to Matt Ryan. I mean, Matt Ryan is, you know, going to be uh, okay throughout the entire season. You know, this is a guy that has taken a lot of punishment, but yet still continues to play. Reminds me a lot of like Eli Manning, you know, for all those years, you know, just getting hit, but yet still finds a way to keep playing. And so with Sam Ellinger now, and you kind of talked about it a little bit, the fascination for the former sixth round quarterback out of Texas. Again, Sam Ellinger had that one really fantastic season where the, where Texas ended up going, I think it was like some uh, like the Fiesta Bowl or something and beat Georgia. And then, you know, they're saying, OK, Texas is back. And then sure enough, like just Texas never came back. Uh, they were they uh, they won like eight games at most every year. And, you know, that was with Sam Ellinger even, you know, taking the helm for a while. Uh, and, you know, I, you're right. At the end of the day. It, there would be something in this where we would say Sam Ellinger deserves to be the backup. You can't simply state that Sam Ellinger should just be the backup simply because he's been in the Colts system now for two years. You can't sit here and say that that is the ultimate reason why he needs to be the guy because just because you've been there for a long time does not mean you put anything into uh, the preparation of this team and you set yourself apart. The, the big issue with Sam Ellinger, he doesn't have much arm strength, bro. He doesn't have much arm strength. And, you know, we were talking about the differences between Jacob Eason and Sam Ellinger last season, right? Jacob Eason standing still can throw a 65-yard pass. 65 yards standing still. Sam Ellinger can throw a 60-yard pass by getting a running start. I mean, just to see the to see the power difference in what that takes is you can't rely on somebody that needs a running start to throw a 50-yard pass. You can't rely on somebody like that to uh, to manage your offense, especially when they're shorter like he is and just doesn't have the experience. And like you said, in the preseason, he was, you know, doing okay, but there was nothing that was setting him apart, saying that he was head over heels better than Easton at that time. You know, it's just one of those situations. Sam Ellinger, he does a great job of helping prepare scout defenses for, uh, for, you know, future reps because, you know, he has that mobility to him which allows him to be a kind of a different threat that teams can will show against the Colts. And that's what Sam Ellinger can help provide for you. But at the end of the day, 
I mean, just to, the fact that anyone would say that Sam Ellinger is on the same levels or level as Nick Foles is just straight up idiotic at this point. I mean, like the even the experience, like Nick Foles has been in the Frank Reich system a lot longer, right? I mean, that that's just that's just facts. Like Nick Foles has been a part of this system and a part of what Frank Reich has done on offense for a number of years. So it just made a lot of sense from that standpoint as well. Um, but overall, I feel like this Colts quarterback room, you feel pretty solid about it. Like you feel like you have at least two guys that could be capable NFL quarterbacks. I think Matt Ryan, obviously better than capable, but you feel like, okay, we have what we didn't have last year. You know, you know, when Carson Wentz had that injury, it was kind of, we were kind of freaking out a little bit because you didn't know what you had in these two young quarterbacks. You still don't really know in Sam Ellinger, you know, cause he is still a very young player at this point. Um, but I think all that to say, uh, I think we're happy with the signing of Nick Foles, and I think a majority of Colts Nation are fine with it. It's nothing like, oh my goodness, this is going to change everything, but I think it's just a solid move that needed to happen. So overall right now, guys, Colts have three quarterbacks. We'll see if they keep three uh, on the active roster. I know they also have you know, some other guys that they brought in as well, um, You know, most notably um, the quarterback from, from Notre Dame, Jack Cohn, as well. So We'll see if he does anything and contributes to anything as well. Maybe he does challenge Sam Ellinger. I don't know. Um, you know, but it will be an interesting battle to see if the Colts keep the quarterback. Uh, Who is that? QB3? Ask inside the horseshoe podcast. Uh, ask Matt and he'll tell you. Yes. He loves Jack Cohn. <laughs> I know. I know that Notre Dame Homer. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, let us know what your thoughts are overall on the quarterback position for the Indianapolis Colts. That is kind of our breakdown, like Derek said at the beginning. We're going to be breaking down every single position. This has kind of been a tradition on this podcast that we've done really from the onset. Like, you know, even my first year talked about it a little bit and then we kind of expanded it from there. And every year it's like, you know, especially with this lull in the offseason right now, this is kind of a good filler, you know, series that we're going to have a little, probably the longest series we have on this channel. So guys, this is just the start of it. So thank you everybody for tuning in. Let us know your thoughts on the Colts quarterback position. That'll do it for this one, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, guys, go Colts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.